from our headquarters in Oslo, Norway. Welcome to the Mnemonic Security Podcast. The role of the CISO is synonymous with ownership and accountability for information security within an organization. For many companies, this involves a traditional office IT environment. You know, servers, endpoints, software, systems, and services that, for the most part, remain in the digital space. For some companies, though, there's also a world of operational technology, or OT as we like to call it. These are the systems used to manage, monitor, and control industrial operations. Think manufacturing plants, oil drilling operations, energy production, water distribution, etc. Or in other words, this is where the digital and physical worlds meet. With OT, a service disruption can have a direct and immediate impact on our physical world. So how does a CISO tackle the challenge of securing both IT and OT environments? Today we're joined by Kostin Betlan, the CISO of BKK, a leading organization within renewable energy. And he's here in the virtual studio here today to help shed some light on this challenge and explain the differences in approaching IT and OT environments. Mr. Vetlan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Robbie. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. So, Mr. Vetlan, before we get started, uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself. So, I spent some, some years in, in the Navy, uh, working with the cannons, sensors, uh, IT systems, etc., and then I started uh, consulting at, uh, at uh, EY, Ernst & Young, within uh, Information Security Management Systems, ISO 27001, governance and that uh, sort of stuff, before I started at uh, BKK for uh, uh, six months ago. Yeah, Canon sensors, radars, that sounds like uh, you're the right man for the job with, uh, with OT as a topic. But uh, why don't you also tell us a little bit about the company you're working for, uh, BKK? So I think it's a really interesting group. You know, it's, it's one of Norway's leading companies within renewable energy. Uh, we come from hydropower and uh, also have other stuff, you know, like contracting services and stuff. And um, I was really surprised at the start by all the different areas uh, that they work uh, within because I, I really just honestly thought that they would produce some power and send it around the uh, the West Coast, but uh, nothing is uh, is ever simple. So it turns out they do so much more. Um, they of course started from from the uh, the re- renewable hydropower scene, uh, but uh, but they've you know the last couple of hundred years expanded on uh, other renewable areas. So now they're doing everything from uh, heating homes and and hospitals with you know burning garbage in in some ways and <laughs> delivering fiber internet and activities within solar. Uh, a lot of stuff, and um, our, our CEO's ambition is uh, clear. We're going to be the biggest uh, actor in Norway within electrifying everything. So, uh, so anyone cool. who wants to replace something uh, fossil, uh, we're going to be there. And uh, yeah, like that. It's, you know, it's 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 a motivating uh, kind of thing as well. And um, you know, we're we're also involved in you know electrifying fish farming cages in in the sea. So. <laughs> Sounds kind of scary, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it does. But uh, yeah, so if you're doing anything fossil, watch out where we're coming. All right. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. So as you just mentioned, you are relatively fresh uh, in your role as a CISO in BKK and joining like six months ago. Uh, that actually makes you a perfect candidate for this episode because I would like to pick your brain about the differences between IT and OT and what you've learned, you know, um, what you've went through the past couple of months. So as a first question to you, where did you start? Like, where did you, you know, where did your brain start its journey within BKK as their new CISO? Yeah, you know, starting in a new role, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a lot of the same things, uh, no matter what the role is, I guess. It's, it's all about getting some sort of lay of the land. 
And um, coming from consulting, uh, as I have, I, of course, believe that things can, uh, a lot of things can be uh, solved by doing some sort of gap assessment. That's, uh, that's the way to do uh, everything. Um, and I kind of, I kind of try to think of, um, of um, when, when I have a lot of things to do, I kind of try to break it down. Uh, and the most important thing is just finding the important things and doing them. And that's sort of the mm. core, core thing I try to, try to keep in mind. Prioritizing, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, prioritizing. Uh, but of course, um, you get a lay of the land, uh, and then you start you start reducing the the biggest risks. That's that's what it's all about. And and these days we are uh, focusing a lot on finding you know relevant information security risks in all the aspects of our group, not just within IT, not just within uh, OT for that matter, uh, in HR uh, everywhere. You know, because. Um, mm. The digitalization that has been happening and escalating uh, these uh, these years has produced uh, new risks that are different from the classical ones we are used to uh, in our in our group. You know, uh, classic stuff mm. as uh, health, safety, and environment. Um, falling trees uh, have been causing problems since uh, since day one for for power lines, and uh, they're <laughs> a very, you know they're a very known risk to us. Um, mm. But, you know, these risks are newer and they're very complex. And um, we've all heard, uh, heard the stories of, you know, some fish tank uh, being hacked and leading to some lateral movement and then some huge consequence in, uh, in some other parts of the business. So, so it's, it's very important to us to, to integrate these new thoughts, these new methods to finding relevant risks into all the other uh, areas we are good at, at finding risks. So. We're focusing, mm. uh, focusing a lot on that. And when we're talking about risk assessment, you know, there can be a lot of, of fancy words, um, uh, processes, governance, etc. But in reality, no matter what, what risk area you're talking about, I think it's, it's all about finding good methods to, uh, to twist your head, to think of relevant bad things before they happen. Uh, mm. And then you, you always end up with an endless list of, of things you can do to reduce that risk. And that's, that's sort of the dance that you, uh, you do. Mm. Uh, and the rest, you know, the rest that you, you can't reduce, you, you sort of handle by, by having you know, a, a robust, uh, good contingency disaster planning. Uh, uh, yeah. And um, you know, OT and IT are just you know, in some ways tools uh, for us to be able to do uh, what we do to uh, to accomplish our uh, our goals, and I, I like to think of the uh, the information security space as a lot bigger. You know, some people some people relate it very directly to uh, to IT, you know, information uh, security and IT, but uh, it, it, it might just as well be uh, be some relevant information in your head that has a lot more value than some rows in a in a database. So, mm. so I kind of try to distinguish uh, those two things. Um, mm. So there are many things that are important to us also outside IT and OT. For example, one thing is, is uh, to be able to, be, to, uh, to sell power. You know, we need to sell power. That does not happen in the OT space. So OT for us is, Good point. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is a very important part of us, but there are many things uh, that we need to consider, of course. But um, OT is one of the most important, you know, putting, putting two-factor authentication on our, you know, for example, our, our business social media accounts is not quite the same <laughs> as working with, with reducing the, the ransomware risk uh, inside the OT network. 
That's true. Yeah. But you got to do that too, I guess, as a CISO. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that. You know, you don't want yeah. uh, you don't want some some LinkedIn uh, attack uh, or some LinkedIin nope. account on the loose. <laughs> nope. So you know, as you said, once you've gotten um, as a new CISO, you got the lay of the land and you you know sort of set yourself into the existing processes and how the company's working. But once you sort of made it to the OT realm, what are the things you started thinking about then? Like, how do these environments coexist? Yeah, it is a special thing, you know. Um, there are, for one thing, there are more parties involved on the maintenance side sometimes. You can have your, your, um, your maintenance IT uh, kind of personnel, and then you can have other people maintaining the OT space. And that automatically means uh, a big need for coordination because you don't want changes in one environment opening up risks in another. Mm. Uh, we are actually these days, you know, kind of discussing uh, how to make sure we have the proper connection between these professionals. It's, uh, it's the common human nature thing. You have some people having a job and that job is, is expanding to fill, you know, of course, hundred uh, percent of the available time as any job does, but you need to leave mm. some kind of room at the top there to be able to, to share to share uh, relevant changes, relevant the new risks that can affect affect the uh, the other side. So that's uh, that's very uh, very important to us. Mm. Uh, but there are uh, you know okay uh, two different uh, set of people uh, involved. That's that's one uh, big uh, difference here. And then there are many risks as well. You can have separated the environments in a really good way, and then suddenly you may have uh, on the other side the same people maintaining it, maintaining both IT and OT. And suddenly they have some sort of technology that is touching both kind of worlds and uh, mm -hmm. introducing some unknown risk as well. So it's, it, it can very, uh, it can um, get uh, very complex. Yeah, I imagine. Can you give us an example of when IT risk can become an, an OT risk? Yeah, there are many, many um, IT risks uh, becoming OT risks. And that is um, one of the prime examples I can think of, of, of something that's not supposed to happen is some, uh, some employee being infected on their free time on their administrative uh, IT uh, T client, for example. And then uh, that actor being able to move laterally and then, you know, in the end, being able to, to, in their free time, uh, yeah. to affect the OT world. That's like... The, the one of the most central things were that's that are not supposed to happen at all um uh, and there are there are tons of risk here i mean what use is air gapping it versus ot if uh, you have external you have third parties uh walking across that air gap you know in in some ways then <laughs> physically plugging, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're physically uh, walking the air gap and they're plugging in the devices that uh, have been and will be connected to the internet. That's also like a mm. very relevant uh, case for us. Um, mm. And it, it, it's, it's very complex, you know, because we have sort of an obligation and of course a desire to utilize our data. So we want, we want the OT data out. We want to, to innovate. Um, you know, it's, a, it's our duty to, to run as efficient as we can and, that will uh, lower costs for us and prices, uh, etc. But mm. of course, it's, it's the balance there. Um, that data can be the key to optimizing our, our maintenance, for example. But we never want to open up some sort of risks uh, to uh, to being able to manipulate OT in some ways from the outside. So it's it's a really really tough uh, landscape. 
Mm. Speaking of maintenance of, a, of equipment, um, it made me think of IoT. Uh, wh- where does that equation fit in, in your mind? IoT is, is, is relevant, and uh, it will be uh, very interesting to see uh, where this goes uh, the next couple of years now, because uh, uh, IoT devices are very tempting to put you know, close to the sensors or, or on the sensors, uh, and then you might not have to worry about um, closing the gap between IT and OT because you just put some separate uh, <laughs> IoT device in there. But, um, you know, an interesting aspect of this is um, is when, let's say we, we put some sort of uh, IoT device in there and we're, we're extracting all the relevant data from sensors, we're putting it in, in, into some sort of fancy dashboard and then, uh, and then uh, utilizing that data in that way. Uh, but if we, as humans, then... Uh, look at that data and utilize it to make uh, decisions and, you know, turn around in, in our chair and, and uh, make decisions that we put into the OT system, then you sort of have a, sort of have a human closing the air gap between the, the unsecure kind of or more insecure IoT uh, data world and then making decisions directly into the OT world. So that's also mm-hmm. very, very complicated and um, and it will be uh, will be interesting to see uh, where the trend goes there. Hmm. You 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 just sort of touched on it now, but you also mentioned earlier, you know, uh, connecting professionals. What about the the concept of coordination between you know your guys and you know the traditional CISO department and the engineers? How are they you know working together today? And what are your thoughts around how that can be improved, or does it need to be improved? It's uh, as we uh, touched upon. It's it's very important to have a close uh, dialogue there, and um, the way we do it is we have uh, we have a group that meets. You know, we have representatives from the the engineers, the OT world, and the IT side, and and myself, and uh, uh, we're a very uh, tight uh, group. We're actually going out uh, tonight to eat dinner. All right. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. We need to keep the the team uh, team close and. You know, in, in that forum, we try to, to bring up all the relevant, you know, changes, risks that we can think of, uh, things where we need to handle. So that's one way of doing it. But we're also looking into how, how can we how can we formalize that more? You know, we need we need governance and rules for some decisions. So it's a very interesting topic and uh, one we, we need to focus on to not to not um, have something falling between chairs, you know. Mm. Yeah, it actually mind that it's a good answer. It reminds me of an answer I got from uh, I, I was having a podcast about secure DevOps and yeah. how to you know how are they handling security working with developers and their solution was the same thing as you you know give them some beers and some burgers and let them talk <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a- afterwards after they had that conversation whatever they remember that was report and stuff and they need to uh, yeah put a structure around that. <laughs> yeah, we're all humans. We need uh, yeah we need to uh, yeah. interact. Hmm. So. Just wrap it up here. If you as a CISO could make one wish in regards to OT, um, if you had one of those genies in a bottle, what would you wish for right now? What would make your life easier? Immediately when I hear when I hear that word, the wish, uh, I, I can't help but think of think of something that you desire but you you have no plan to achieve, and <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to have no plan to to achieve that wish. So you know, I try so hard to make. Uh, you know my lists. I have step by step plans to achieve those wishes. So there are none. There are none uh, wishes left that I don't have uh, have a plan. For. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds sounds kind of cheesy, but 
um, yeah, I, I try to, you know, if I'm not doing my top priorities, I'm, I'm failing at my job. So, uh, so that's mm. my, but of course, you know, we all, have, we all have, uh, things, uh, uh, you want, you know, I have, I have processes I want to be to, to, to run more smoothly. Um, um, and, and what does make my life uh, easier is, uh, is, uh, you know, taking the time to have conversations with, uh, with people that have, have tried things in, in our community, you know, in the, uh, in the power renewable community that we have, mm. uh, you know, picking up the phone and talking to, uh, calling five other groups and just, uh, just, uh, brainstorming how they've uh, solved like a similar thing is, uh, is so, uh, so helpful and can save you from hundreds of hours of, of doing your own planning. So that's, that's really mm. important. And I would think that, um, you know, the group, the group that you're just referring to, the, 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 the CISO, OT sort of, uh, or people within your sector, I would imagine they are very willing to talk to each other. You don't look at, maybe you don't look at each other as competitors. I, I, I can agree to, uh, to that, you know. It's, um, security is not something we compete in. So, uh, so it's absolutely irrelevant what you say there. Whereas if as other parts, if other parts of your business were to do that same sort of coordination, that actually might be like market manipulation. So uh... yeah, there is there is a balance there that we need to be very uh, aware of. But I guess the the problem is more that as we touched upon uh, also that work work expands to fill the time you have available. So uh, you know you're always all caught up in your own world, but you you need to to make some spare energy at the top to be able to to make that call to interact with others uh, to get that inspiration. Because if you let the work expand to fill uh, your whole capacity, you're you're gonna miss out on uh, on ideas and opportunities. So I try very hard to be that guy that that always has has some some energy left and and a smile. Lift it up to a strategic level and do things uh, that make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can tell you come from the military and and the, the big four. It's <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Betelon, thank you so much for your time. Next time when you're on the podcast, I'm gonna fly out to Bergen. I haven't been there for a while. I miss it. So uh, I'll bring my rain jacket and we'll have a conversation then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in to the Mnemonic Security Podcast. If you have any ideas or concepts that you would like us to discuss, please feel free to send a mail to podcast at mnemonic.nl.